you are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and now YouTube. Go check out our YouTube channel, Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Starting fresh. Get it in on the ground floor. I feel like, um, you know, it was time, so we decided to do as such, and we found a program and restream that allows us to do it as such. Today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Something that's also reliable right now is the frenzy that is NFL free agency. Uh, We did a quick video yesterday that's up on Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter about a couple small moves that could potentially have big impact for the Arizona Cardinals for the 2021 season. Tanner Vallejo, two-year, $4.1 million deal, and uh, the Cardinals cut ties with Robert Alford saving $7.5 million against the cap, putting the Cardinals at about $22 million of free cap space as of March 10th. Who knows what will happen between now and the next time we do a podcast. So we teased the video. We're going to start it out today. Bo, does this set up Steve Keim for another big splash move, or are you looking at just a little extra room to finagle around under the cap to fill out this roster? Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens with Patrick Peterson. I don't I don't know if this is kind of trying to create some space. I heard a couple interesting tidbits from his podcast where he's talking about the Dak Prescott, you know, long-term deal and how he stood his ground and the Cowboys showed him the respect. And you got to wonder if he's talking about himself a little bit there. Is is he going to stand his ground? Is he going to try to get that big-time payday? And also he said it's important to him to play with a quarterback. Cardinals <laughs> obviously have a quarterback in play, place. Um, what does he think so- he is? Bo, can we – are we on the – sorry to cut you off. Are we on the same page here that yeah. if that's what this is setting up, that would be an epic fail by Steve Keim? Which, to, to Adding extra room, Patrick yes, Peterson? to pay Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Like pay Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. At this stage in his career, I mean, the exceptions are out there, obviously, as far as cornerbacks at his age yeah. that have performed at a high level. But most of the time – your your stud cornerbacks, they're in their primes in their mid to late, maybe to the late twenties, but mid twenties. Thirty one, it just doesn't happen. I mean, they can be part of a system and be successful, but uh, they they can't be your CB one lockdown corner that's going to be commanding, you know, twelve close to you know top top ten, top five money. I mean, it's just that would be a ton of money to put towards Patrick Peterson and like. You'd also have to do it beyond this season. So we've seen life without Patrick Peterson. He also mentioned that as far as Dak. But that was also self-inflicted. That wasn't a gruesome broken leg. That was somebody doing PEDs and getting caught. And that was also at the beginning of the 2019 season. It wasn't the 2020 season, which we saw both play out. Peterson had some great moments. But at the same time, the consistency to get that star payday, I, I I would just be curious to see where his what is where his headspace is right Wait, now. Like what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you can only try to follow along. What um? What the hell are we? What the hell are we doing here? I don't <laughs> like, know. It's I mean, just, it's just to me, that's the most interesting story. Well, of course, line it is as far as in house. Um, but then yeah, I mean, if 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 that doesn't 
happen, which is, I would say, would you say coin flip, or do you think the odds are even more stacked against the Cardinals bringing back P2? Well, listen, when, when they're opening up this much cap space, I mean, we thought, you know, it'd be a really good move for them just to cut ties with Robert Alford to save that money. You didn't expect Steve Carm to do it right away. Like, we're not used to watching an organization uh, function correctly. And we haven't recently. We just haven't during the offseason. You're waiting for things. The DeAndre Hopkins trade was out of the blue and then crickets. You know, like, okay, cool, we're good. We can eat for the summer. We're good. Like, the thing with J.J. Watt, yes, it came out of nowhere, fine. And now you're starting to see little moves immediately. Saving, Getting $7.5 million against the cap, that's up 33% from where they were. That's a big deal. Now, does that mean that Patrick Peterson is going gonna, is gonna to eat into that a little bit? Let's be clear. We talked about this, and we're going to continue to do so. We talked about it with Catherine Fitzgerald from the Arizona Republic yesterday. Neither Bo nor I are against bringing Patrick Peterson back if the price is not astronomical. We, we've seen constantly Steve Kahn make the wrong moves when it, comes to, when it comes to contracts. Letting Calais Campbell go. Letting Tony Jefferson go at the time seemed like a big deal. Overpaying Teron Matthews and having to cut him when he didn't want to restructure. If he can bring him back for... I don't know, eight mil a year? Like, like, what are we looking at here? Two for 20 with 16 guaranteed, something like that short-term front load, even though the salary cap isn't exactly where it's going to be next year. We're kind of mapping everything around Kyler Murray's 30% or whatever he's going to command for the cap a couple of years from now. You want to get all these contracts front-loaded. Something like that, 100% bring him back. If he's your corner two, you sign a corner or draft a corner, J.C. Horn or otherwise. <laughs> Listen, well, that's, that's what you want, right. But right. if he wants something in the 20s guaranteed, you're going to have to say, Patrick, we love you, thank you, have a good rest of your career. Well, I mean, you just signed J.J. Watt to a deal that you just outlined for Patrick Peterson, and as far as his cap hit for 2021, it's four and a half. If you can get Patrick Peterson and you can guarantee him, you know, let's say he gets Logan Ryan money where he signed, what, the $30 million deal with 20 guaranteed, which is pretty much J.J. Watt money as well. You know, but you can make it friendly and make it work for this year's cap to where, yeah, not only is it going to be Patrick Peterson, but you also have to supplement the cornerback position opposite him for the umpteenth year ever since he came in the league. It seems like you're, you're searching for that guy. Is it Janoris Jenkins who just became available? Is it 16th overall? One of those avenues, I think that you still have to do that because re-signing Patrick Peterson it's still not – it doesn't fix your, your issue at outside cornerback. It just doesn't because right now you have three warm bodies in the building, one of them Byron Murphy, the other guy a couple ham sandwiches. So, yeah, you've got a big you've got a big void at corner in a division, in a league that you just can't – you can't fall short at that spot. Right. I mean, and listen, l- let's just take, take a second here and look at the whole situation. All the holes are still there. They signed J.J. Watt. That's fantastic. Nothing else has changed. So, yes, it was a great signing. It's going to be great for the culture. Hopefully great to lure free agents for the next two seasons while he's still under contract. But as you mentioned, all the big holes are still there. Wide receiver, offensive line, and uh, and corner. They could use some linebacker help also, depending on what they do with Isaiah Simmons and if they want to move him to outside or not. Hassan Reddick, most likely gone. Marcus Golden may come back if it's a team-friendly deal on the tail end of his career. But the big questions are still there, as you mentioned. And again, the choose-your-own-adventure situation is still in place. They're going to have $22 million. Let's remove Patrick Peterson from the conversation quickly. 
it puts them in the running for bigger name guys. That's seven and a half extra million dollars. And on the back burner will be another $10 million they can alleviate under the cap if they decide to part ways with Justin Pugh. So then you're looking at $30 plus million. If you want to bring in a Joe Thune, you want to bring in uh, a, a Lindsley, you want to bring in guys like that, you have the money to do so now. You don't have Jacksonville, Jets, Indy money, but now you're you're a player. There's going to be a lot of names. Uh, Eric Fisher and 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 Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Schwartz just got cut earlier this morning in a surprise move. So now... Laurent, uh, the guy from the guy that sat out for the Chiefs is the only guy on the active roster. Yeah. So there are the going doc. to be names that the Cardinals will be in play for. And Bo and I talked about this before the podcast started. This offseason, it's very important you understand that this offseason, people are being cut more so because of cap reasons than not being good enough to be on their uh, respective rosters before they get cut. The talent level is going to be there. So even if you get a quote-unquote B-level guy, that could be an A-level free agent next year. And it's just because the cap strain is so dense and, and so pronounced with uh, the cap plummeting this year to 182.5, the Cardinals could pounce and get good value for above-average talent who would be top-flight guys in any other free agent market. Yeah, what's going to be interesting to see is you can't play the waiting game. Like, you do have to pounce, and then you you might luck out. Like, some of these free – like, these free agents, they're going to have to sign right away to get the amount of money that they think they're worth. Like, there's no – like, this cap – the cap space the teams are trying to create where in a, in a – the you know, where the cap has gone down, that cap space is going to go away. And then there are going to be some really talented players left that – are going to have to take below market value and they're going to look to teams that have a lot of talent on them and they want to go to the best situation. So the Cardinals not only have to be aggressive and go get some of the top tier talent that's available, which has been, which are guys that like, what was it? 2018 or 2019, the free agent market didn't yield one pro bowler. Hmm. Like nobody that signed in free agency was a pro bowl. Not even Sam Bradford. What about Mike Glennon? Yes. Not a single one, not a single guy. So, you know, but this is going to be different. There are going to be impact makers out there. The Arizona Cardinals not only have to get one to add to their collection of talent, but also so when when guys say, okay, well, the Arizona Cardinals, they've got Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, uh, let's just say, you know, Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it's, it's a crazy collection of talent. People will be like, okay, well, if I'm going to take below market value, I'm going to go play for someone for one year. I'm going to go play there because I think that they're close. Yeah, and there's one thing that the Cardinals absolutely have to avoid. That's called a tease, ladies and gentlemen. We'll tell you about that next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, I love talking about these guys, Rock Auto at rockauto.com. I don't know anything about cars. I talk about it whenever I do this live read. Uh, rockauto.com is so easy. It's not like going to a store saying, listen, I don't know where this is. Can you show me? You feel awkward, a little embarrassed because you don't know anything about cars. RockAuto.com has everything you need. Paint, carpet, taillights, whatever you want. It's so easy to navigate. The prices are the same for manufacturers, do-it-yourselfers, professionals, everything. Whether it's for your you know, weekend driver or daily car, RockAuto.com's got you covered. When you go to RockAuto.com, Type the word locked on 
in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And another thing I love talking about is Built Bar. Listen, you should have seen the Locked On NFL Twitter DM group message. Geniusly came up with a Built Bar madness because all we do is argue about Built Bar flavors. This is 100% true. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They taste incredible and they're all 100% chocolate covered. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's time finally for Built Bar Madness. Today's matchups, Caramel Brownie versus Cherry Barcia and Lemon Almond Cheesecake versus Carrot Cake with Walnuts. It's going to be a doozy, okay? I personally will be going, hmm, see, it's a tough decision. I'm probably going to go Caramel Brownie and Lemon Almond Cheesecake. God, they're so good. Go to BuiltBar.com or at built underscore bar on Twitter. Remember, use the promo code locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order. That's locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchups and who will become the best tasting protein bar. So, I mean, it's everything is ramping up. This is the fun part. This is why you get into sports. This is why people love sports, football, Twitter's ablaze. Like, this is the time we are. You know, a couple days away from what the hell's going to happen, we're going to find out. And there's one thing the Arizona Cardinals, and Steve Kime specifically, needs to avoid. He needs to avoid missing on the people that they wanted to sign at the top of their of their signing board, or the free agent board, and overpay somebody just because that's the last person they could find to fill a role. You know, it's the worst that could happen is you signed Timothy Mozgov for you know three years, sixty million dollars, because you have to hit that floor of the salary cap. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's they need to allocate funds, as you mentioned, correctly and quickly at the beginning of free agency. Adam Adam Schefter will have carpal tunnel after the first day with how many things he's going to tweet out because it's going to be insane. The amount of player movement. It is officially turned into the NBA, the NFL offseason. And you're right. Allocate the funds correctly. Offer enough but not too much. And figure out a way to get your guys. Because you do not want to give B-minus talent, B-plus talent money just because that's the only player that's left. And also, Bo, listen, let, let me offer you two things. Would you rather have the Cardinals sign... Two bigger name guys. Splash signings have this poor connotation where it's really just fanfare and, and, and media coverage and not actual play on the field. We'll see what it is with J.J. Watt. But splash signings are just big name guys. Guys that cap considerations, uh, Kenny Galladay, guys like that. Two of those are a bunch of boring signings that will add a lot of texture and depth to this roster that's desperately needed. I just haven't seen them hit on those, the, the, the group bunch signings you just had i mean last year it was like beyond deandre hopkins think about the guys that 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 they brought in jordan phillips had a couple nice plays he couldn't really stay healthy unfortunately uh you had devon Kennard, the same situation um you know devondre campbell was a good player he was good you know the the chances you go kind of one for four in those 
that's not a good batting average. I I, I would much rather get because I you saw it with with DeAndre Hopkins and and I probably have changed my stance since or before the deal is like when you bring in those blue chippers, it just kind of changes the perception around the franchise. It's like okay. Those guys have a lot of talent on their roster. You only need a few of them. Like, think about the Arizona Cardinals. They only need a few of them. Now, you need to hit as far as the draft and stuff to kind of fill in the gaps. But, man, I just – yeah, I don't like I don't like Steve Kimes, you know, hit rate as far as bringing in guys you know, in bunches. What and do you like of, about him that he does? Like, that's not a sarcastic question. If no, he can't I, hit I, in free agency, old- if he can't hit in contracts, if he can't hit in the draft unless he's batting unopposed with the number one overall pick, what can he do that you trust? Trade. He, he's he's great as far as evaluating the trade market, getting, you know, just he got De- DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick. Now yeah. you can say whatever, that wasn't Steve Kime, whatever, mm-hmm. but he, he was the general manager. He was the sitting general manager at that time. He got Chandler Jones for a second round pick. He got Kenyon Drake for what a fifth round pick. He's he's got a pretty high batting average as far as making trades in the NFL and winning them. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a trade that Steve Kime didn't win. So, yeah, maybe that's while teams are looking to cut a couple players here between now and the negotiation period. Maybe Steve Kime can get another player. I don't know, but uh, no, I, I mean we are trying to put trust in Steve Kime to do something that he hasn't had a lot of success in. And that's go out to the free agent market and really find find impact makers. He really hasn't done that, Alex, since Jared Valdir was available. He signed him as a franchise left tackle. And then the next season, he brought in Mike Upati, who how somehow San Francisco let him go. He was a Pro Bowl guard, and he was just an absolute bulldozer for this team. But other than that, I mean, it's it's been tough. He finds, like, the value guys at the end of the offseason and going in the training camp. You know, you got the Jonathan Abrahams. But, you know, it's... He doesn't have that great of a batting average as far as free agents, but we'll see. I mean, if it's if it's a little bit easier when you've got proven commodities that are hitting the market for the first time in a long time, you know, the Juju Smith-Schusters, the Kenny Galladay's out there, it, it might be a little, you know, easier. It might be like shooting fish in a barrel. You know, it's interesting. With the signing of Dak Prescott uh, earlier this week, uh, you, you found and we talked a little bit about that the Cowboys team now has a shelf life. It's about three years. Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. We'll see what they do with Michael Gallup. But, I mean, Jalen Smith, their whole defense, like, that's it. The the time, the tick down time starts now. The countdown starts now. It's kind of like that with the Cardinals after this offseason and the draft yeah. where Kyler, you have two years left on his rookie deal. He's not going anywhere. They're going to sign him to a billion-dollar deal, you know, whatever. Like, that, we're not going to talk about that for any, at least another year. DeAndre Hopkins... Every year he gets older, he's no longer the same DeAndre Hopkins. Okay? You have your young talent with Buda Baker, Kyler Murray. Those are your anchors on either side of the ball. We'll see what they do in the draft, and if if somebody comes up and is an immediate impact guy, which we haven't seen in a long time from Steve Kime. Hopefully uh, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, hopefully Isaiah Simmons as well, because that would be the three-headed monster you want, or four-headed with DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. And again, whatever yeah. they do in the draft, this is an open-ended conversation. But the countdown kind of starts week one of this year. Where it's like, this is your window. Kyler Murray's going to stay here. As much as we talk about other things, Kyler Murray's going to stay here. He's hopefully going to retire in Arizona Cardinal as the quarterback. But the window's kind of now. And if they win 10 right. games this year, Steve Kime's going to get an extension. Cliff Kingsbury's going to be the head coach. Like, those are the things. If they improve upon last year, that's those are going to be the pillars in place. 
in front office and head coach. We'll see about Vance Joseph. But the time kind of starts now. And that's interesting because it's, it used to be, we'll see, this is a prove-it year for this guy. This is a prove-it year for this guy, for a coach, whatever. Why, still, why is Steve Kime still the GM? But as an entity, the time starts now for the Cardinals to see if they're going to be relevant perennially or not at all and go back, revert back to where they were before the Bruce Arians years. Yeah, it's it's so important for them to to stock up the cupboard right now, especially with those young. You have to hit, especially on these first round picks. The clock is ticking, obviously, on his rookie scale contract. But we've seen, like Patrick Mahomes, he got his deal for half a billion dollars, and you're like, the, the Chiefs. I, I don't know how they 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 worked this out. They were able to pay everybody. Now you're starting to see the ramifications of that after today. They just had to cut two of their, their starting tackles, right? And they're going to have to probably restructure. We were seeing a couple uh, of insight from our guys at Locked On Chiefs, Ryan and Chris. They they were saying like how they have, oh they just have to restructure these guys, which is easier said than done. But you're starting to see that, and you saw that with there is fallout, and it's like not the first season after they signed the deal, because even with Dak, he signed this major contract, and it's going to save the Dallas Cowboys money this season. He's going to make relative to the market, $21 million, which is below top quarterback money. So you've got Kyler Murray under his rookie deal, four years, an option year. You got a little bit more time than that. But this is your window where you can build around him. Year three, the expectations are he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. You surround him with the talent necessary. I mean, you got to, I mean, you could be a contender if you play your cards right. Oh, just gives me PTSD to week 16, week 17 of last year. It's just. Yeah, the opportunity was missed. You know, it was. hopefully it'll come down to, you know, if if they would have made the playoffs, they wouldn't have been able to get that guy at 16. Let's just, as the Washington professional football team, how it was making the playoffs last year instead of having yeah. a top six pick. Keep in mind that the, the regular season finale, Kyler Murray played like one fourth of that game. It was weird. I don't know what the hell happened. Still, otherwise to known this as a day. quarter, a quarter. If if we're talking math, yeah, you know, in, in fractions, he, he played like point two five of that game. Yeah, he started. He didn't come back until the fourth quarter. It was it was too little, too late. Yeah, and uh, but but the, you were going up against the top defense in the NFL with Chris Trevler at quarterback. I mean, isn't it nice to see though that there are options where. Teams have legitimately no quarterback play, Washington and L.A., and you can still win games. How amazing would that be if the Arizona Cardinals could get there with an offense? That's a Super Bowl caliber situation. If you can get a defense that's feared and hits hard and is is opportunistic at the right times, I mean, that just shows how important, sweet mother, how important a lockdown corner is. I mean, when you have Jalen Ramsey who hits one of the – you know, he, he's one of the hardest-hitting corners in the game, if not the hardest-hitting corner. And you have Aaron Donald, who's a, who's a man-child. And you have a training wheels for Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers. And before that, Indomitian and Sue. You may have that with Chandler Jones this year. If they can hit on the defensive side, I can't – we're going to take a break, and Bo and I are going to settle once and for all what we think on March 11th, where the Cardinals need to go offensive line or the secondary as the most important thing in the pecking order. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked on AZ Cards. Follow on Twitter at Locked on AZ Cards. We'll be right back. And it's time to talk a little betonline.ag. March Madness is so close. 
It's so close. There's conference tournaments going on right now. Nine in the morning till nine at night. Get your fill. BetOnline.eg's got you covered. Doesn't matter the NFL's over. You got NBA and again March Madness, NHL, etc. There's never a dull moment at BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag, make a free account, and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get fifty percent bonus as a little welcome to BetOnline.ag of your first deposit. Sounds fantastic. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So we're going to settle once and for all, at least for today, where Bo Brock and myself, Alex Clancy, lay when it comes to what's the most important target position for the Arizona Cardinals ahead of the 2021 season through the draft and free agency. We're going to say it collectively, what's the most important? I feel like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we say offensive line. Tuesday, Thursday, we say secondary. Obviously, where Patrick Peterson lands, whether it be the Arizona Cardinals or otherwise, uh, we may get a little bit more insight into that tomorrow. We're, we're going to uh, interview somebody that's going to be very, very insightful. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll, pre- we'll preface it uh, for tomorrow. Bo, as we sit here right now, Give me your four out of four, not one out of four take on where the Cardinals should allocate their funds and their draft if you have to pick one, offensive line or secondary. Secondary. No doubt about it. It's it, That's where they have to uh, really prioritize their offseason. It's three guys, as we mentioned, three guys on the roster. And it's Byron Murphy, a former second-round pick that you're still waiting. It looks like he's going to be – his role in the NFL is going to be inside corner, slot corner, whatever you want to call it. As far as your outside corners, which is such a premium position in the NFL, they don't have anybody to play that position. They have to not – they have to add, you know, potentially three guys. And I'm not saying use utilize 16. If the right guy falls in your lap, you know, a, a Caleb Farley or a, a Patrick Sertain, if somehow they slide, which is unlikely – and then, you know, depending on what you get from your scouting and J.C. Horn, it, it, I, they still have to, I think, as far as J.C. Horn and, and the next guy on the, as far as your prospects are concerned, those are going to be, there's not a big drop-off. So you could probably wait till the second round and then go, you could use that on a playmaker potentially. But as far as their priority this offseason, it's secondary. I'll never turn my nose up on, a, on an offensive lineman. But, uh, yeah, I, I, they, they know where they have to really improve on this defense to compete in the NFC West. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line was good enough last year, and Steve Kime, I feel like, is just going to say, you know what, they were good enough. You know, maybe uh, draft Elijah Vera Tucker there if he's there at 16. You go out and sign a couple corners. Like, you are playing with fire a little bit, though, because look at look at the, the growth from this team in Vance Joseph's second year, where they ingrained the 3-4 base, and they were able to – they took a leap from 2019 to 2020. You added some pieces, but it wasn't that starkly different to where. And you lost Chandler Jones for the whole year, and and, and the blitz, the the blitzing packages and everything, and the scheme got better. I mean, Buda Baker came into his own last year, which is a little bit of help, but I mean, he got better last year. But we saw a lot of that from Buda Baker in 2019 as well. You're playing with fire a little bit if you're adding a lot of pieces, because as I discussed, I like to say that defense is built on instinct and trust. And if you don't have trust of the dude next to you because you haven't played with them before it puts your instincts all out of whack. So it's, I agree with you that they need to just add, just add three corners through the, through the draft and free agency. Let me throw you this scenario. What if they do bring back Pat Pete? Mm-hmm. 
And then the way that they supplement that position is they go out and they get John Skelton's former favorite target of the St. Louis Rams and Janoris Jenkins. Mm -hmm. And he's your CB2, and that's your solution at cornerback. So you're kind of running about. You're just adding you're, you're adding Janoris Jenkins, who I think is 32, just cap casualty from the New Orleans Saints. The one thing I like about Janoris Jenkins that the Arizona Cardinals have lacked for a long time is a ball-hawking cornerback. Yeah, like some teeth. This is a guy... He, he, it seems like he's a lock at least for three picks a season. Like the Cardinals haven't, ha I mean, that's like, that's a, they max out at three. Like Janoris Jenkins is just, that's his baseline. So, I, I mean, I would be, I think that would be a decent solution to the cornerback position. Maybe draft a guy in the second or third round, but I wouldn't have any issues with that. Well, again, obviously money talks here and it's a great, yeah. very undervalued movie, by the way. I mean, that's what Chris Tucker at his finest. Never seen it. Charlie Sheen and Chris Tucker? Yeah. How about some Colt? Okay. 45. No? Man, you got to watch that movie. Um, I've completely lost my lost my trade. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you bring Patrick Peterson back on a J.J. Watt-ish deal, that's the peak. If you give him more than $20 million, I think it's a huge mistake, personally. But if you bring him in, you bring Janoris Jenkins in on that one-year deal, see if he can get one more little bite and then go sign somewhere else or stay with the Cardinals when the cap balloons again next year, fine. And I wouldn't be averse to drafting a corner at 16 also. Like, if you're going to get weird, just do it. Find a strength. Find as many strengths as you can. And the, the capologist is going to be working overtime from now until, I mean, the start of the season. To make to make this work, you cannot bank on Steve Kimes' late free agent window signings this offseason. You got to go out. You got. I mean, you have to be in overdrive if you're the Arizona Cardinals. You need to catch up to speed in the NFC West and the rest of the NFC. I now, mean, the the scenario that I outlined: Peterson and Jenkins, yeah. both over thirty. JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, mm -hmm. both over thirty. You do have Buda Baker, you do have Jalen Thompson, you do have Isaiah Simmons, but that's as far relative to the NFL. That's that's a lot Kinda of young, elderly guys. Yeah, but that, I mean <laughs> that's part of the window thing starting. That's part of the countdown starting week one of the 2021 season. Not only because of Kyler Murray's rookie window, but also because of age. And it, listen, Chandler Jones, what they do with him, I wonder. Like the Cardinals could really put themselves in an interesting situation, and we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow, where if they extend Chandler Jones for two years and spread out his cap, they could have some juice this year. They could have more salary cap room than a lot of teams this year if they want to really do something now. And it, I mean, I, I think it's a no-brainer. If you want to extend Chandler Jones for two more years and have him retire a Cardinal – Add an extra, you know, twenty million dollars in guaranteed money over the next two years. Is that a no-brainer? Especially if you can open up wiggle room this year. Yeah, I just don't know if that would be smart, a smart move for Chandler Jones's camp. Right, but I mean, if but I think those conversations need to be had sooner rather than later because you're you're not going to want to talk all offseason next season. Is do they need to franchise tag Chandler Jones? Like that's not a conversation you want to have, especially with a thirty-two-year-old pass rusher. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. I mean, we're just scratching the surface. We're uh, several days away, but we've never been closer, and it's it's going to be fun. And on top of everything, congratulations to everybody who lives in Arizona. We are going to be on Pacific Standard Time again come Sunday. It is going to be fantastic. I don't have to watch basketball games at 8.30 at night anymore, and we get football an hour earlier. 
I mean, it's 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 a win for everybody. Alex Clancy, Bob yeah. Rock, locked on Cardinal. Well, hey, oh, oh, we, we I was in the we middle. We will have we could get some insight as far as the Patrick Peterson saga. Yeah, tomorrow. I know. I already Our said guy. that. You said Brian McFadden's coming on not, the podcast. Well, you just ruined it, but no, I didn't. <laughs> Brian McFadden, uh, co-host podcast. He knows Patrick Peterson pretty well. Yeah, they all ma- things covered podcast. He's yeah. coming on. Yeah. Uh, so we will post that uh, separately tomorrow. We'll pin it to the top. If you want to know the insider info on Patrick Peterson, uh, stay tuned tomorrow. You, you'll get the video. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock. Locked- Can I do it now? Can I yes. do it now? Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinal. We'll talk to you tomorrow.